Hi, and welcome to Travel Time. Today I'm going to be talking about the Space Coast of Florida, and in particular, visiting there to see the different natural things that you can discover there. So a lot of times a visit to the Central Florida includes visits to Disney World, Universal, Cape Canaveral, all of those things. This is focused more on visiting to take advantage of a lot of the great nature sites that you can see and then a lot of the parks that are in this part of the state. I visited last in February and was headed down to the coast of Florida to spend some time in nature specifically. I planned to go to the Space Coast Birding Festival, but unfortunately it was canceled. But since I already had plane tickets and a hotel, I headed down anyway for a warm getaway from the Midwest for a few days. I flew into Orlando and had a little time to kill before I could get into my hotel, so I had lunch at a near-deserted Disney Springs in the late morning. The crowds picked up a bit by lunchtime, but I had a nice quiet hour or so just to walk around and enjoy checking out some of the updates since the last time I'd been there. On the way out to my hotel in Ormond Beach, I did a stop at Lake Eola Park. I stopped to see several types of swans that were there. A nice park with a paved trail that circles the lake and situated in a small central urban park type setting. I then went on to Ormond Beach and stayed the first night in a Hampton Inn right on the oceanfront, um, Hampton Inn, Ormond Beach. A really nice view, especially um, from a Hampton. It was just really nicely situated. And my room looked directly out over the beach, which was really nice. The view was great for February. It was really peaceful. I'm sure in beach season, it's probably a lot more crowded, but for my February long weekend, it was great. It was nice. In the early evening, I went down to New Smyrna Beach and spent some time hiking at the Smyrna Dunes Park. Smyrna Dunes is a park along the shoreline of Ponce de Leon Inlet. It has elevated boardwalks and great views of the ocean, the India River, and the inlet. My main focus was birding, but this, was, this park in general and the views are really nice. It's open from 6 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. and costs $10 per vehicle unless you have an inlet parks pass. I would say it's a great park for just enjoying a peaceful walk on the beach or the boardwalk and a good park for birding as well. I will also add that dogs are allowed in this park as long as they stay on the boardwalk. They're not allowed on the beach parts of the park. The next day I started out at the Andy Romano Beachfront Park and the Reed Canal Park. The Reed Canal Park. Reed Canal has a lot of open spaces, some really nice flat walking trails and a nice lake. Um, I checked it out and was pretty much looking at a lot of the um, different ducks they had there and things like that. From a nature standpoint as well, the the walks are really nice. In the afternoon, I headed out to St. John's National Wildlife Refuge and took an airboat tour out of Christmas, Florida. I went out on Captain Duke's airboat rides. We rode to the mangroves and all through the St. John's River area. A lot of alligators and lots of birds throughout. This ended up being the only place I saw roseate spoonbills, and I saw a ton of them. There are a lot of airboat places in the area, and the reason I picked this particular one was both because they had smaller boat sizes, and although their main focus was still allowing you to see gators, they also had pictures of birds and other animals on their site, Um, so it let me know that it was more than just a gator tour. The price was competitive, but I really liked the idea of the smaller boat. Their boats seat about 8 to 9. Most of the others sat like 15 to 20 or more. For me, where my focus was seeing the nature, for me it was better to be in a smaller boat so my view was less likely to be blocked on the sides by lots of people being in my row. I also decided to do an airboat tour because I was traveling alone and felt like I could see more of the St. John's River area this way and it was safer than hiking alone through the mangrove areas and the and the wildlife refuge. My tour guide on the boat was terrific, paired me up with a couple of friends who were open to having me join them and we had a really fun trip. They did because the trip is smaller, they tailor it a little more and they're able to visit more places and get into different areas. 
So we did visit the mangroves. We also visited lots of areas where there were gators. If you're trying to see gators, you will see them on this trip. Um, they even have names for a lot of them because they see the same ones over and over again. They were also able to kind of divert and take us to a few places um, that looked like they might have something interesting that day. So with the smaller boat size, he was able to personalize it a bit more. Um, we saw other tours of bigger ones and they kind of just go out and back. And this was a little bit longer tour, it felt like. I spent the next morning at Merritt Island National Wildlife Refuge. The highlight for me was Black Point Wildlife Drive with numerous places to stop and enjoy the views as well as wildlife and birds. Lots of waterfowl and birds of prey, especially osprey. The visitor center was still partially closed due to COVID when I was there. And the boardwalk trail outside the visitor center was closed for refurbishment but I did get to see painted buntings and watch Osprey building a new nest there. Merritt Island in general is a really nice refuge. I highly recommend checking it out. One of the things that struck me here is I've spent so much time in this general area. We've left for a couple cruises from the Cape Canaveral area. This is very close to Cape Canaveral. I've um, stayed in central Florida for lots of different reasons, but I've never really been able to see the natural habitat there. This as well as St. John's the day before really opened that up to me and I found that just a really nice refreshing change and it was really peaceful but also just a really interesting habitat, a lot of variety through through all the refuge. I headed out from there to Canaveral National Seashore and had some beautiful beach walks along some of the different sections of the beach, plus stopped at many of the vistas along the way. There are several different beaches all up the National Seashore most were fairly quiet on the day I was there. It was quite windy and chilly by Florida standards, um, although I felt fine. I will say I, use, I have a National Parks Pass, and that did work at both the National Wildlife Refuge and at the National Seashore. So bring your park pass along if you're going to visit those if, and you have one. After some dinner, I headed out to Helen and Alan Crickshank's Sanctuary to try to see a Florida scrub jay. That's a bird that's only found in Florida because of their very specific habitat. There are several trails in the sanctuary. I was there around 4 p.m., a couple hours before it closes at dusk. The sanctuary was deserted, which was a little creepy, if I'm being honest, hiking alone at dusk and um, in the setting, but it was also very beautiful. I did see a scrub jay right away um, in some bushes near the parking lot and then walked along one of the shorter paths to explore. Towards the end, I actually saw several scrub jays and the trail must go really close to like their nesting area because as I was walking by, one actually kind of dive bombed me. Thankfully, they didn't come at me again, likely because I was just continuing through, but it was a little unsettling for sure. I did have a ticket for an evening boat ride on the Indian River, but it got canceled. The windiness that I mentioned earlier and was basically widespread along that part of the coast, and the boat trip got canceled due to the high wind, so I ended up staying in for the evening. I did switch hotels that day, and I moved to the Hotel Melby in Melbourne. This is a really fun hotel with a lot of modern touches. Um, the views are nice. They're not spectacular, but the hotel itself was a really nice little hotel. Lots of great places to eat nearby and inside the hotel. So definitely recommend that hotel. Started off the next day at St. Sebastian River Preserve. State. This is a state park. Looking to see a bird that's difficult to see elsewhere, at least elsewhere where I live, the red cockaded woodpecker. And they had a stand of trees where a large flock lived. This was another spot that was a little quiet with few other people. And so it was very peaceful, but also so deserted, it was a little bit unsettling. <laughs> By the time I was way way back on the trail, I, had, I hadn't seen anybody for a long time. But then on the way back, a lot of other birders were stopped looking at some of the woodpeckers they'd spotted and there were quite a few people about midday. So just 
a note if you're not comfortable being in a place where there aren't a lot of people. I headed from there to Pelican Island National Wildlife Refuge and followed the Jungle Trail. Pelican Island was America's first national wildlife refuge. It's a small island in the Indian River Lagoon and was set aside in 1903 to protect nesting birds. At the time, hats using feathers from pelicans and herons and other similar birds were very fashionable, and many species of birds had dwindling numbers as a result because of the demand for the feathers. Protecting the habitat helped to allow the birds to rebound their numbers, so Theodore Roosevelt had set it aside as a protected area, as I mentioned in 1903. In 1970, Congress established it as a wilderness area to protect it from development. I was slated for this evening on an Atlantic boat trip, but again, the weather was very windy and there were scattered storms, so that was also canceled. I stayed at Pelican Island National Wildlife Refuge since the boat trip canceled and did a couple more trails, including the Centennial Trail and Tower and Pete's Impoundment Trail. The Pelican Wildlife Refuge is definitely worth a stop if you're in the area. It's a beautiful scenery. You can see the pelicans off, or you can see the island in a different, in the distance. There are viewing scopes mounted up on a platform so that you can see the island from, you're actually on the main, well, the barrier island when you're looking out towards the island. You can't actually go to the island because it's a protective wildlife area, but you can see it from the from the deck, I brought along a scope and, and some binoculars and could see with a little bit more higher powered scope, but there are little scopes up there as well to use. After exploring so many wildlife areas along the Space Coast, it was time to head home. I will add that with the two boat trips, the local companies were very good about refunding the money because they couldn't go out. Both offered to reschedule me on a trip the next day, or um, in the case of the one, the first one that was canceled, they offered one a couple of days out when the weather was supposed to be better. I was headed home, so I couldn't do that. And they were really good about refunding it with basically no questions. I didn't even have to ask. They just said they were going to do it. So if you do book some kind of a boat tour, just know it seems like most of the country are pretty good about working to try to get get you on another boat if um, your cruise cancels or to refund you. I highly recommend this area as a great place to check out the the natural side of Central Florida. There's some really beautiful scenery and animals that you're just not going to see at the more commercial areas. And until next time, happy travels.